spend time getting clear on the vision. Expand on that. What are some tips when we have multi-passions, we feel like we're everywhere, we're chasing shiny objects, we're comparing ourselves to others. What are your tips for getting clear, number one, on the vision? So, so the challenge with social media today is there's so many different people, right? There's so many different influencers and some have a different style. Who do you relate to? Like, who is you? When you watch everybody, who is you and what is your area of expertise? For us, we sat there and I said, this is how I talk. This is how I tell my stories. This is my style of communication. This is what I know a lot about. And then this is us. We're sticking to here versus, well, but I also want to talk about this and I also want to talk about this. The more you stay like this at the beginning, the more you can go like this later on. Because so many times content creators want to go wide very early. That's a mistake. Stay here at the beginning. Then as you get bigger and bigger, then you have the opportunity to go this way. Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres. I'm the host of your show here, and we are here to help you grow your influence with video and then take that influence and grow a high impact and a high profit online business. Now, if you're new to this podcast, every single Tuesday, we deliver a brand new episode to you. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you like to consume this content. I am so excited because today we're going behind the scenes of another session from our Grow With Video Live conference. We have someone that is a huge online mentor to me. I wish he was an in-person mentor, but he's definitely an online mentor through his amazing work that he does with Valuetainment. This is none other than Patrick Bet David. If you're new to Patrick Bet David and the work that he's doing right now to help entrepreneurs, let me just give you a little insight about who you'll be learning from today. Patrick Bet David is popularly known as the founder and CEO of PHP Agency, a national financial services marketing company with over 15,000 agents across the country. And he is the creator of Valuetainment, one of the largest YouTube channels for entrepreneurs. His influence has amassed over 421 million views on his YouTube channel, where he helps entrepreneurs with weekly how-to tips, motivation, and interviews with unique individuals. Patrick is a best-selling author of the book, Your Next Five Moves, teaching smart entrepreneurs practical and effective strategies for thinking more clearly and achieving your most audacious professional goals. Now, in this episode, Sean and Pat are sitting down to discuss the author notes of the book, Your Next Five Moves, and they're going to be sharing with you the content execution strategy for how you could be scaling up your content this year. I'm excited for you to jump into today's featured content, so lean in and let's get into the conversation between Patrick Bet David and Sean Cannell. Fifteen moves to transform a weekly segment into a channel focused on entrepreneurship. Now, your channel could be focused on whatever you want. He talked about the seven categories, and there's so many. But apply this to your channel. So, Pat, let's dive into this. And can I get your author notes on these? Sure. All right. So, spend number one. Spend time getting clear on the vision. Expand on that. What are some tips? When we have multi-passions, we feel like we're everywhere, we're chasing shiny objects, we're comparing ourselves to others, what are your tips for getting clear, number one, on the vision? So, so the challenge with social media today is there's so many different people, right? There's so many different influencers and some have a different style. Like, you know, I had a guy the other day asked me a question and he said, hey, should I drop F-bombs because I see some people who do and it's working out well for them. I said, what do you mean drop F-bombs? Because maybe that's why I'm not getting any subscribership. I said, that's not why you're not getting subscribership, okay? You don't need to start cursing. People are not coming for that. Is who do you relate to? 
Like, who is you? When you watch everybody, who is you and what is your area of expertise? For us, we sat there and I said, this is how I talk. This is how I tell my stories. This is my style of communication. This is what I know a lot about. This is where we want to go to next. Here's where I see the market's lacking. And then this is us. We're sticking to here versus, well, but I also want to talk about this and I also want to talk about this. The more you stay like this at the beginning, the more you can go like this later on. The, the, the challenge isn't that you will never be able to go wide because so many times content creators want to go wide very early. That's a mistake. Stay here at the beginning. Then as you get bigger and bigger, then you have the opportunity to go this way. The same with creating wealth. A lot of times people read books on multiple streams of income. You know, that's how you make your money today. Maybe, but to me, I would much rather put 10 years in one industry like this than make a few hundred million dollars or $10 million or $5 million, and then I'll go like this. But not, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this. No, pick one thing, stick to that, and then you'll have the biggest advantage later on. Number two is consult with our creative team to brainstorm new names for the channel. So if we're launching a new project, and I want to hit this from a couple levels, you're far along in your career. You had dollars as you started Valuetainment. But let's hit level number one. What's your advice for somebody on that tip that is thinking, I don't necessarily have a creative team. I'm trying to sit down and maybe start building a team. Resources are maybe limited. We have so many entrepreneurs, though, in the room, and they're maybe trying to get the mindset of investing, how to build a media company, how do I hire? Let's speak to level one and then maybe those Fantastic. that are further yeah. along. So, so look, I'm coming out, a guy at the airport we're talking to, a Syrian guy. He's, trying, he's an actor, trying to make it in Hollywood, but he's also in Miami. So we're talking. I said, you know, if I, wasn't, if I wanted to be an actor, here's what I would do. Notice how Adam Sandler makes movies with the same five guys over and over and over again, okay? Notice how Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, how many times they did the same thing. Notice how Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence keep coming. Notice how people that started making movies, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. How many of you guys seen Swingers? If you have ever seen that documentary before, it's a true story, by the way. Okay, you watch all these movies, right? And you're like, okay, Wedding Crashers. They keep doing things together. This is the point. If you're at the beginning and you don't have a lot of resources, Pick three to five people that also want to create content and then collaborate with the technology you buy together. I'll put 500, you put 500, let's buy a few things together and then let's use it. And then you'll find people, and I'll be your camera guy, you be my camera guy. Hey, I'm learning how to edit. Can you learn how to edit? There's so many, nowadays everything is accessible for people to learn how to edit. I got a 10-year-old son that's learning how to edit. Okay? I mean, it's so easy today to learn, but I would probably find another group like here this is a great place to network and meet other people. When this event ends, don't go to your room or just go by people that you know. Go shake hands with people that you were impressed with the most. Go network here and say, hey, here's what we're thinking about doing. What's working out for you, right? And then start a community and build on that. Today's iPhone is what a great camera was 10 years ago. A $3,000 camera, $5,000 camera is today's iPhone. You can create picture-perfect content with just a phone today, and almost everybody here has got an iPhone. What about level two? You're wanting to scale up and you're scaling valuetainment. I just saw a picture of, of your building. You're putting the logo on the outside. It's new levels. For those that are maybe like, okay, you're adding personalities. You're looking for talent to make your content even better. What are just some brief tips on uh, what you think about scaling to the next level of a media company? So the, the media company, it's, it's something that it's got to matter to you because it's, it's, a, it's a very hard game. It's not easy to be able to go do that. But if you do want to go that route for us, we're recruiting talent right now. 
And the talent kind of has to fit what our main core values are. The number one core value for us is capitalism. I'm concerned about America today. I'm concerned certain arguments about certain economical systems is convincing people today. And I see a lot of people, this is a challenge a lot of times with doers. A lot of times doers are quiet. Complainers are loud. Doers are quiet. Doers just kind of put their heads down and go build their family, take care of their wife, their husband, their kids, they're good citizens locally, and they have a lot of tolerance. So when people are talking and they're loud, they don't say anything. What they don't realize is happening is the people that are in the middle that are oblivious think the complainers are right and you're wrong for staying quiet. So my fear is the fact that this great system of capitalism that allows a regular guy like me to win at the highest level, at the level that I'm at right now, and other people in America around the world, especially a guy that left Iran, people think that's a bad system. Yeah, I'm going to explain the story in a completely different way. Okay, I'm going to go out there and make my nose in my own way to make sure people still see that capitalism, the most fairest system that's out there for people to build their dream life, whatever that may be. You may want to just make 100 grand a year being at home. You may want to make a million dollars. You may want to be a billionaire. It doesn't matter. Capitalism allows for all those systems to be in place. Capitalism allows somebody to go with the company. I'm reading a book right now called After Steve, meaning After Steve Jobs. It just came out a few weeks ago. And it tells a story about how many people that got stock options at Apple, that's worth 100 times today, uh, 10 years ago when they were like, guy was in there. Next thing you know, he's got $18 million in stocks. Some of you guys may not start businesses, but some of you guys may team up with a Sean and a company grows and you're part of that grind together and you win that way. There's so many ways to do it, but for us, once your messaging is clear, then the world starts realizing that you really stand up genuinely for that message. Mm. Then people show up and when they do, realize that you sold the vision and the dream, you have to come through on that vision and the dream. If you just say it and it's lip service, everybody will realize it. And then if you want to build that media company, it's 60 to 80 hours a week for a long time. So if you really want to do that, cannot wait to see you guys do that part. But the right person who wants to build a media company and compete at that level, nobody needs to sell you or push you away from doing it. You're going to do it. And you're going to be okay with the work that it requires. That's level two. And tip number three, or, or move number three, and I love this one, is buy and study every book on marketing and media that exists. I can't believe you. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, how many? But, but I want to, uh, to hear from you. What, what would be some of the top? First of all, the pr of course, the principle is if you ever want to kind of move into a new vertical, study the greats. One of my favorite tips from you is, is there's a certain number of reviews. What's your criteria for the books you should read? It used read? to be 200. Right now, it's probably 500. At least 500 reviews. If, if, a book, so if I, if I want to, like, I got two boys, two girls. If I want to learn how to raise girls... I'll buy any book on a father raising a daughter, over 500 review, reviews, and I want to read those books. Powerful. Okay, yeah. so what are a couple books on marketing and media that you'd recommend uh, this room read? It's, it's the old one, The Advertising Man. If you, old it, movie? Uh, yes, it's the old one. Yep. Anything with Kellogg. There's another one called uh, Positioning, Positioning, which is fascinating. Positioning is fascinating. Contagious is a must. It's an orange book. Um, there's so many of them. I did a whole video when I said the top tend to read on marketing, but you know, it, it, the, the thing about marketing is people think sales and marketing is the same thing. You know this, you've been in business long enough. There's a different ability in marketing versus sales. Sales is, here's the options, let me find out what your pressure points are, let me get the objections, I know the FAQs, we're getting to a point, which one do you wanna go? Do you see any reason why we shouldn't get started today? No, we do. Marketing is storytelling, knowing who not to compete with, 
you know who's going to be a waste of time, that you're going to lose that battle. Like, look at Jake Paul. Jake Paul fought uh, 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 two UFC fighters. Where did Jake Paul fight him? Did he fight him in UFC rules or boxing rules? Boxing. Why did he fight him in boxing rules? What would have happened if Jake Paul fought Ben Askren in UFC rules? Who game do you over. think? It's game yeah. over. Wait, so, so look how much of a genius he is, he is where he's getting people to fight in his turf. So marketing is you getting your story to be in an area that you have an advantage, not your competitors. Number four is identify who we don't want to be as much as who we want to be. What a powerful move. Yeah, very early on. I mean, I used to ask myself, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? What's the point of getting married? Everybody says, I want to get married. Why do you want to get married? That's what you're saying. Everybody's getting married around me. Who cares if everybody's getting married? Why do you want to get married? No one's ever asked me that question before. Maybe you ought to ask that question. Why do you want to get married? Half the time when you date, it's not about what you're looking for. It's what you know for a fact you ain't looking for. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, after the last two, I know for a fact I'm not going to be wanting this, this, and this. All the other stuff I can tolerate. The same thing goes with business, right? Who do you not want to be? Look at everybody in the market and say, I'm not that guy. I, that's not me. This isn't me. Not who you want to be. You already know who you want to be. It's who you don't want to be. And that part takes a little bit more work to figure out. We're going to jump right back into today's featured conversation, but I wanted to let you know about a brand new free masterclass and downloadable guide that's available for you at 21videotips.com. If you like content like this, that you're learning from Patrick Bet David and Sean Cannell, you can get 21 more video marketing tips from people like Patrick Bet David, Vanessa Lau, Pat Flynn, Alex Ramosi, and so many industry experts that are using powerful strategies for their video marketing today. You're gonna learn the best kept business secrets inside of this masterclass and free downloadable guide. So head over to 21videotips.com to get instant access for free and learn how you can level up your business and brand from today's top industry experts. Now let's get back into today's featured content. Move number five, make the channel about the mission rather than my personality. And one of the powerful points in your talk was you're building a business and a personal brand, but you're saying make the channel about the mission. Explain that. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you're trying to be an individual brand alone, it's not the mission. It's got to be around you and your personality. That's going to be fine. But if it is around building a company around the brand, it's got to be a mission. Because a mission, all of a sudden, what happens to following? Say, for instance, how many of you guys have seen that uh, one channel? It's called Dad, How Do I? Have you seen that channel, Dad, How Do I? Have you guys heard of that channel, Dad, How Do I? Do you guys know how many subscribers he got in his first month? One million subscribers in his first month, okay? One million. The guy's in his mid-50s, right? So he says, hi, I don't know what his name is. We've communicated a few times. He says, Today I'm going to show you what to do if you have a leak in the plumbing. This is what you do. It's a five-minute video, and he shows you how to do it. Today I'm going to show you what happens if your doorknob breaks down. Here's how to fix it. You go to Home Depot, you buy this, this, this. He's just kind of like, what a sweet man. I love this man. Man, I need to know because secretly I have no clue how to fix my plumbing when it leaks. (laughs) Other people need to watch this as well. Cool. For that, it's... The mission is more about, I wish I had a father like him growing up that taught me how to do this, right? People connect with that. But to him, that's him. It's not really, I'm going to take over the world, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But if you're trying to build it into a company, the mission is going to matter a lot because people connect emotionally to a mission. This book, again, I'm reading after Steve, 
one of the guys that's around with Apple who had a different way of looking at the company than Tim Cook, he kept trying to think about the way that Steve Jobs built the company because to him, it was all about think different versus to Tim Cook, it's, hey, what does Spotify charge? This much? Let's pay this much. Boom. Now we got 20 million reoccurring people that are using our Apple. So, but Steve Jobs would say, I don't care what Spotify charges. We think different. You use Apple because of this. So Apple has lost the mission and the vision. It's become a little bit more logical. Even though it's a $3 trillion company right now, $2 trillion company right now, the younger generation is not saying, I want to go work for Apple. The younger engineers coming out saying, I want to work for who? What's the younger generation say they want to work for? The younger engineers coming out of Harvard, who do they want to work for? One guy, Elon Musk. Because to him it's what? We're going to go to Mars. We're going to go to this. We're going to go build this. We're going to, so it's like the mission, the vision. Man, I want, to, I want to be around this guy. I want to work with a guy like this. That's when you're drawing people in. So yeah, the mission and the vision is going to matter if that's your vision. Number six, create a new logo, name, and website that embodies a leading educator. This is maybe something we don't take that seriously. We just throw up some channel art. We get on Canva. We do some things. This was a serious move for you. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, again, if it matters to you, my son picks out his clothes, my middle son, my second son. My oldest son, he'd go out with sandals. He could care less what he wears. I'm not even kidding with you. My middle son, he goes, he takes my cologne, he does this, he puts the gel perfectly, puts his necklace out, he puts the belt, tucks his shirt in, perfect nice shoes, and he walks out like this, okay? <laughs> to him, he's a brand. To my oldest son, he could care less. Here's a point. If your logo excites you because there's a story behind it, that's what matters. It excites me because the logo we have with the lion, the Valuetainment logo, it's a lion and an eagle. It's tattooed on Mario's forearm here. It's a story about a fiction book I wrote that we're publishing right now. It's taken me 11 years to finally feel comfortable publishing this book because it's a story about me being from Iran, a Syrian. It's depth to me. You'll feel it because it matters to me. But if it's like, listen, I really don't care about what kind of clothes I wear, don't worry about it. Neither do people either. You may sell people in a different way. So logo and color only matters if you're that kind of a person. If you're not, don't overthink it. And when maybe not a logo, if you don't have to overthink it, if that's not a value, but what do you think about the value of picking the right name, especially as a content creator in business or in any niche, as well as securing your website as a to-do list in these moves. It has to matter to you. Again, it goes back to you. Okay, folks, on three, scream out your favorite name in the world that you gave to your kid, or if you don't have a kid right now, you would name your kid that name because you love it. You ready? On three. One, two, three. Awesome, okay? For me, my favorite name in the world is first Patrick, Gabriel, but David, Patrick's me. Gabriel's my dad, but David's my last name. My second name, my wife and I love this name, Dylan. Do you know why I love Dylan? Does anybody love the name Dylan? I love Dylan because I love Luke Perry. The guy was a stud, Luke Perry, right? I like this Dylan guy, right? Everybody had their own character. To me, Luke Perry was like the bomb, right? Chill, cool, you know? I like the name Dylan. I like Dylan. My daughter's name is Senna Rose Bedavid. You know why Senna? Because I love Ayrton Senna, the race car driver from Brazil. It's spelled the same way as a race car. I've watched his documentary over 100 times. I'll sit at midnight and watch the documentary of Senna and get the chills all over. Anytime I want to compete, anytime I'm in a place where I'm just kind of like, we're going to go take, we're going to do something big. 
I put the documentary at night because my blood is boiling. So my daughter's name is Senna Rose, but David Rose is my grandma's name. Senna's the race car driver's name. Everything has a, has a meaning to it, but to me, to you, if your company's name has meaning to you, it's going to have meaning to everybody else because of the way you sell it to them. Make sense? It's the best way I'll explain company names. Number seven is attend social media industry uh, conferences and learn different strategies. Wow, you're making the right move. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I just want to ask on that one, how do you decide? You're super busy. You're running two companies at an incredibly high level, putting in a ton of hours. How much time do you budget for learning and conferences or continued oh education? Regularly. I don't have a choice. Here's why. This is, this is my interpretation of what you just said. The only way, like I, in my mind, I'm convinced I'm not yet ready for the next level, whatever the next level is for me, right? In my mind. So if I want to get to the next level, I have to meet a new PBD, new version of myself. Okay. So this year, I look at the weaknesses of our businesses and our management team. Bless you. On the insurance side, on my sales side, and Vitamin home office side, right? Vitamin is a startup. Insurance, we have, I hired five C-suite executives. They all have fancy degrees. They all work for big insurance companies, and now they're coming to work for a guy like me, and I hired them all at the same time. It's problematic when you hire five C-suite alpha people who are all very good at what they do, who have all been part of a publicly traded company, and you put them in, now you got seven of them, and they're working with me. So I looked at everybody, and I started seeing that people are having a hard time having crucial conversations together. And I said, whose fault is this? I said, okay, no problem. Here's what I'm going to do. There's an organization in Utah called Crucial Learning, okay? I used them 15 years ago or 12 years ago. Love their program. They're $15,000 to use. By the way, I don't make money if you call these guys. They're $15,000 to use, and then you got to fly everybody in, and you got to get a hotel room. It's about $30,000. Two weeks ago, Tuesday, Wednesday, I brought them in. They trained 20 of my employees of Valuetainment for two days straight. I was in the room from 8 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The next day, Thursday, Friday, I flew them out to go to Addison, Texas. First one was in Fort Lauderdale. Second one was in Addison, Texas. They trained all my C-suite executives and my directors for eight to four, two days in a row, because we needed to learn how to have crucial conversations together. Then I'm taking all my top 20 earners, sales leaders, and I'm putting them in the room. Then I'm going to have my 40 VPs take their 20 best salespeople, sit them in the room to learn how to have tough conversations together. Because 90% of the reasons why companies don't grow and there's challenges in any organization, people do not know how to talk to each other in a tough way. They don't know, so they do the biggest mistake, which is what? Don't even talk to each other. Do you know what happened ever since? By the way, and every time I've done these types of meetings, which I do a lot, the first person everybody wants to have a crucial conversation with is who? With me. <laughs> They're like, well, Pat, you know, I want to have this conversation. I just want you to know I respect the work you do. You're a great leader. However, there's a couple areas I'm like, okay, give it to me, right? But I'm proud of them because they're learning how to do this. So to go back and to answer your question for you, 10 years ago when we were going to do creating content, I wasn't yet convinced. We went to a social media world. I don't know what it was. It was in San Diego, and, and one of the guys, his name was Michael Hyatt. You may know Michael Hyatt. He's from Tennessee. He used to run Thomas Nelson, I want to say. He was a CEO. And he got up and he gave a message and about podcasts. And I said, you know what? I understand that. And another guy named John Lee Dumas spoke. He was an Army guy, and I'm an Army guy. I said, if these guys are doing it, you know what? Let me consider this. So they played the role in my life where maybe other people play the role in your life. So these investments, as you make, make these investments, everyone's going to have some kind of a shift in you, but hopefully you get the right messaging to leave. But for me, 
It's ongoing. That's probably never going to stop for the rest of my life. All right, so we're going to do number eight, and uh, because of our time allotment, uh, I need a couple of things. Number one, uh, I need you to message PBD on social media to see if he'll do a part two on the podcast. Number three, uh, number two, um, uh, we're going to uh, look at this final tip here, and uh, these have been so amazing, though. Number two, though, is get the book, because you could see, because you're like, wait, you said there's going to be all 15 moves. Then you need to listen to that podcast that we hopefully do together. And then, uh, of course, uh, number three, though, is seriously get this book. This guy's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a pro. Is, uh, you just put the pressure, pressure on me. I got to commit. And, and I like your style. No hype, no hype <laughs> at all, man. This book is, is really amazing. Your next five moves, and uh, this is page uh, 232, and you're not going to know all the tips. But we will, we will hit number eight uh, to land the plane on 15 moves. You were so strategic and just thinking through, I'm going to lay out my moves as I'm going to approach my next target. And that's how we're ending our day, right? So I hope you're taking notes and thinking about what are some of your next moves for your business, your brand. Uh, but number eight is start learning the language of media and what needs to be tracked. Of course, in your session, you, tra- you hit a lot of this, but I'd love your author, uh, author notes on learning the language of media, but also for you what matters when it comes to tracking in valuetainment. Everything is data. So for me, seven years ago, uh, 2014 will be what? Eight years ago, Tom Ellsworth, who... Uh, is a guy that introduced me to Vistage, and I was part of Vistage. He was the guy that my pastor was like, you got to meet this guy, Tom Ellsworth, smartest guy in the church. I meet Tom, and then one guy whispers, he says, you know who that guy is? I said, I have no clue who he is. He gave $660,000 to the church last year. I said, he gave six sixty, Yeah, 10%, 6.6, okay, respect. How you doing? Good to meet you, you know? It's like, so then we start talking. I'm like, this guy's brilliant. So he was part of a company called Jamdad. They sold it to EA Sports for $680 million. So we're sitting there, we're talking to each other, and while we're having this conversation, he starts mentoring me about media and all this stuff. 2014, he says, Pat, you need a BI. I said, BI. We need to hire business analytics expert. I'm like, how much are they? 60 grand. Nope, I'm good. Not right now. We can't hire them. <laughs> Just trust me. You need to hire a business analyst. I said, I'll, we can get one. Eight bucks an hour. You don't, I mean, you understand what I'm saying. It's like, listen, just trust me. It's 60 year minimum. We have a good one. We'll get them. I said, okay, whatever, we can hire one. He says, but my recommendation, we hire three. <laughs> he says, we hire three, we keep two, and then one of them we stays with us, that's the best one, we give him a raise. I'm like, so you want me to do 180? It's not really 180, it's just I'm telling you. I'm like, so I said, okay, whatever. I'm not convinced, guys. I'm very skeptical at this time, because in my mind, I'm doing 15 grand a month. And there's better places I can invest 15 grand a month in my eyes, right? He says, just trust me. You hired me to be your president. Let me do my job. I said, fine, whatever. So he goes, he hires the three. Brings them in. Three weeks into it, these guys come to my office. They say, hey, Mr. Bedevi, we noticed a couple things we want to bring to your attention. Did you know that when it comes down to your ratios of licensing to how many new agents you bring, did you know that this state does the best ratios because of this person and that person? And did you know this state that we think are the best in the company, they're actually the worst in getting people licensed? I said, let me see this thing right here. That's pretty sick. Is this serious? Yeah, this one. Tom, this is big. I told you. So the next thing you know, I get on a call and I start going and visiting those offices. Licensing came up. We doubled licensing. We went from 500 to 1,200. I'm like, 
And he said, hey, Mr. Bed David, we have three other things we'd like to share. Whenever you have some time, we want to show this to you, and I would come in. So if you look at this here when it comes down to this data, you notice that pa-pa-pa-pa-pa, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So then one day I get out of control. I'm like, you know what I want you to pull up? What? I want you to pull up which, this is kind of weird stuff you're going to hear from me, I want you to pull up which Zodiac sign makes the most money in the company. <laughs> so I'm thinking to see how good these guys are, whether they can pull it up. No problem. Give us one day. Like, these guys are serious. The next day, do you know? And I'm thinking, because I'm a Libra, I'm like, for sure it's going to be Libras at the top. So I say, tell me who's at the top. He says, well, the best sign for people who make the most money is Aries. I said, what? He said, I said, what's two? Cancer. What's three? You know who was last? Libra was last. I was so dis. I'm like, this doesn't work. This is not accurate, right? I said, throw this trash away. I don't want to look at it again, right? But the point is, everything became data because I all of a sudden, it's like somebody put on a lens and I see like a new dimension I never saw before. Data allows you to adjust and improve in areas and not put time in areas that you're not getting the return and put more time into areas you are getting a return. Same thing that I did with the insurance company. We did the same exact way with Vitamin. And obviously the data shows what happened with us because without data, you're not going to improve. So yes, great point. Uh, on the data. If you're not doing it, highly recommend it. Well, there's eight of your next moves. Can we give it up for Patrick, Bet, David? Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation from Growth Video Live with Patrick, Bet, David, and Sean Cannell. And let me know in the comments. I know we only got through a few of those steps. Do you want to hear the rest of them? We would love to bring Patrick back on or have a discussion between myself and Sean. But let me know in the comment section on YouTube. Do you want the rest of the author notes from Patrick, Bet, David? Uh, let me know by leaving a review or that comment in the YouTube channel. We'll also make sure to link Patrick's book down below and you can get that on audio or in uh, Kindle or physical copy. It is an excellent book that I recommend that you read from cover to cover with your highlighter and pens ready. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. We have so many amazing conversations like this coming to the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you like to consume your content. And I want to thank those who have been rating and reviewing the podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts to leave your review or leave a comment down below on the YouTube channel. Today's featured uh, community member comes from Risen Sons 89. Advice and insight is unmatched. I've been listening to this podcast for almost two years now, and I finally started my YouTube channel a few months ago. Trust me, the advice and insight they offer is truly unmatched. Thank you, Think Media. Well, Rising Sons, thank you so much for leaving that comment, and I'm so excited that you started your YouTube channel. I cannot wait to see what happens in 52 weeks from now when you've got one video out every single week, what that's gonna do to your business and your brand. Congratulations on getting started. Well, hey, if you've not like this video, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. And have you shared this podcast with a friend? If you know an entrepreneur, a content creator who needs to know information like this, then make sure you share this podcast with them. It would be an honor to get to help your friends and family grow their online business as well. Thanks so much for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.